our new series of Hidden Agendas, this idea that what is happening, what are we supposed to do that is hidden in life and secret in our lives. And today we're going to start this series out by just talking about agendas in, uh, in general. What is your agenda? What is your agenda? Agenda is this an underlying, often ideological plan or program for your life. An agenda, something you're doing that you make a schedule of. How many of you guys are great agenda makers? You got like a checklist. Raise your hand if you're a checklist person. Raise your hand if it's all in your head. Raise your hand if you don't have one at all. <laughs> Agendas are interesting things. Agendas are this idea that we're about to do something. We want to do something great. I mean, we want to be involved. We want to do something. Well, one of the things that I, I, I just love preaching because just about every single week, I have a great illustration of the, that week of the sermon that I've been preaching. And I've been preparing for this series for a while. But... Crazy thing happened yesterday. Crazy thing happened. It was one of my greater moments in life. Agendas. My agenda was this Saturday. I am going to finish the driveway down to my in-laws' place. My, I, I, my in-laws were, were building an apartment downstairs for them, and, and we're making it nice. And I'm like, you know what? In-laws don't like to go up and downstairs. They're getting a little older. So I'm going to build a driveway through my yard, downstairs to their level. So I'm working on that, and I did this thing. I, you do 811, you know, when you need to know where things are at? So I had it spray-painted off. This is where your gas line is. I'm like, yeah, got that. So I'm, I'm being very careful. I'm laying everything out. It's beautiful. I hand-dig where I'm supposed to. I'm careful where I'm supposed to. But it just doesn't look right. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to back-drag that just a little bit. And boosh, I hit the gas line. And my agenda was completely messed up for the next three hours because I had to wait for the fire department to show up and it sounds like death is happening and gas is running everywhere. Agendas, they never seem to work out. And somebody else is normally always in control of them. The truth is this though, every one of us in this auditorium have agendas. Every one of you, if I was to talk to you for any length of time, I could probably determine what your agenda is all about. Everyone has one. Many people think their agenda is the key to their success. Oh, yes, they have figured out life. They think that they have control of everything. They think their kids are going to turn out fantastic. They're absolutely thrilled because their spouse is going to love them forever, especially young people. They have this agenda in their minds. They think nothing will slow them down from reaching their goals. And then you hit a gas line. And then you have something happen and you realize really quickly, man, there are no guarantees like this in, the, in life. I mean, agendas are difficult to deal with. And well, some of you in this room are like, well, that's not my agenda. My agenda is a little different. I'm, I'm the, I have an agenda, the if only agenda. Like I, if only something would happen to me, I would have an agenda. I mean, if only the government would just give me a little bit more money. <laughs> They're working on that. Working on bankrupting us forever and ever. If only I could catch a break at work, maybe I could get a raise. If only the youth pastor could reach my kids, they'd turn out okay. It's not going to happen. Maybe. If only I had a new car, people would think that I am, I have arrived. I am here. If you're living in this agenda of if only, I'm letting you know that it rarely comes true and it never satisfies you. This agenda just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in life. 
Some of you are thinking, oh, no, 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 I got something better. My agenda is this. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to live with no regrets. I'm not going to hold back in anything. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to say what I want to say. And I'm going to go where I want to go. And you can't stop me. Mm. And I want to strip myself of all responsibilities. I just want to be paid a million dollars and have no responsibility to do whatever I want. I mean, I'd love that. That sounds like a great job. They have no agenda at all. But the, unfortunately, you see, they have an agenda. If you have this mindset, you have an agenda. It's called the foolish agenda. Because the truth is, that's not the way life works either. Nobody's just going to hand you life. Nothing's just going to happen because it's just easy to, easy to get and easy to want. That's not what it means to have an agenda. How about this? Politicians have an agenda. Amen? I don't know about you, but it's been crazy around here the last few months. I was talking to the Sunday school class today, and I, and I was saying, do you really know what a trillion dollars is? Like, no, you don't. A, a, a trillion dollars, two trillion dollars, three trillion dollars. I was telling them, I, I, a guy had told me the other day, I'm scared to think about what some, some politician thinks is after a trillion. Like, we used to be in the millions, and then we crept up to the billions, and that's like crazy money. I mean, a trillion, a thousand billion, by the way, trillion, thousand billion, thousand billion. So 3,000 billion, crazy money. What's after trillion? I'm concerned. Kajillion. We're going to give you guys a kajillion dollars, and it won't cost you a dime. Your taxes will not go up. This is a crazy agenda. Crazy agenda, this idea of craziness destroying the very foundation of our church. I look around and I see, or our country, I look around and I see this agenda and I get fearful of what it looks like in the future. I start to get concerned about what is happening. And sometimes I have to ask myself, God, are you in control? And then I'm reminded, yes. And what is his control? He says, listen, I give people what they want. When they reject me and they run from me, I give them exactly what they want. And guess what that is? That is destruction. Every society that gets what they want, that denies God, gets exactly what they deserve, and that is destruction. And I'm afraid America is headed that exact way. But the interesting thing about agendas is that every agenda is always limited to the control of its own de destiny. Something is always controlling our agenda. There is some other power. Kids are thinking in their mind, oh, I don't like that. They all, kids have an agenda, but unfortunately, there's these things called parents. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I thought, man, if my parents would just get out of my way, I could get so much done. How, how many kids are like that in the house? Don't raise your hand out. Yeah, there's some in the balcony. If, I, if my parents were just out of my way, I could get what I want done. Some of you uh, husbands or wives are thinking, if my wife would, or my husband would just agree with me, we would live at peace. I, I mean, it's just that simple. Do what I, think like me and we're all good. It's just... For whatever reason, it doesn't work like that. Somebody always has this authority over us. You see, those in power often dictate the success or failure of our agenda. And this can be extremely, extremely frustrating. I mean, we get frustrated to even think like this. And yet, it is true. Every agenda that exists is limited by those who have the power over them. But the question is this. If those in power dictate our agenda, we either need to find a way to get along or we've got to find a way to fit in or, 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 or to replace the power. 
We have to find a way to remove the power or the authority that's over us. This is how the truth is. This is how we should all see these ideas of agenda. We either have to join the team that's in power to get what we want or change our mindset, or we've got to change those in power so that we can do what we want to do. See, if our agenda is limited by only our ability to control our own destiny, maybe we should ask ourselves, really, who's in control? If you're frustrated today, if you find yourself worried or concerned about your agenda, maybe you're asking the wrong questions. Maybe you should be asking yourself, who is in control? Who is really dictating the agenda of man? What is happening? Well, the Bible is pretty clear on that. And what's interesting is that God has allowed this story, this narrative to be played out in history. There are two agendas happening in this world. There are only two and all of your agendas and my agendas fit into one or the other and that's it. The reason why I say that is because the agenda ultimately is for an ultimate good or an ultimate ending, i.e. death. In other words, everything you do is so that you can live life or have a good time, but ultimately it is going to end. And so we have these two. The Bible says there are these two agendas and we all know these agendas, right? We know there's the agenda of Satan and we know there's the agenda of God and we know who wins. But yet at the same time, because of the lusts of our flesh, we always tend to desire something else. These ideas, either we will live out the agenda of the one who is in control of our eternal de destiny, the creator, the holy one, the final judge, the one who's already won, we'll either do that or we'll serve and have the agenda of the condemned. Who's this condemned character? The loser. The one who is already judged, the liar, the destroyer, the imposter, the counterfeit. These are the two choices we kind of have when it comes to agenda. The reality is, though, we don't think that we're playing in one of those two teams. We, we all want to think in our minds we're on God's side if we're a Christian. And if we're on this unsaved side, we're not Christians. We're probably thinking that we're just about our own agenda. We don't really believe in Satan, so it's not true. But the fact is the Bible is very clear. For whatever reason, we cannot get it through our thick skulls that every agenda, every motive, every plan, every thought is either part of God's agenda, the king, or Satan's agenda, the condemned. So before we get to the idea of the secret agenda of God, let's just look at these agendas and why this is true. Jesus makes this claim very clearly, and I'm afraid most Christians don't get this. I'm serious. We read right past these verses. But in this passage in Luke chapter 11 and verse 23, he says this. This is really, really convicting. He says, Jesus, these are the words of Christ. Whosoever is not with me is what? Whosoever is not with me is against me. And whosoever does not gather with me scatters. In other words, he who, you're either part of my agenda, doing what I am doing, reaching the lost, sharing my love with the world, or you are part of the scattering. You are on the other team. Wow, that means every single thing that you and I do are playing out one of these two agendas during the day. I'm afraid to tell you this, that oftentimes I find myself on the wrong team during the day. It's not that I'm a wicked person out doing wicked things, although I'm a wicked person and I do wicked things sometimes. No, it's because I'm ignorant of the point that God is not at the center of everything that I do. Sometimes I find myself in the flesh. I'm sure you find yourself here too. And we're on the about the agenda of the other side. Notice this, Luke 16, 13 says this. No servant can serve two masters, 
For he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Now, this verse goes on to talk about money, but the truth is this principle is real. You are either serving one God, Jesus, the Son of God, God the Creator, or you are serving the imposter God, Satan, the opposing force, the one whose job is to destroy us. Notice verse, this verse in 1 Corinthians 4, 5, when it talks about this idea, therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, talking to believers. Hey, we're not to judge people before the time, before the Lord comes. What will God do? He will bring to light the things which are hidden in darkness and will disclose the purpose. I want you to notice this phrase, the purpose of the heart, the purpose, the agenda in your life. He is going to reveal the agenda in your life, what you do and where you go and what you say and why you say it. To each one will receive his commendation from the Lord. We will receive our commendation. We will receive our reward based on our heart, what is actually our agenda, what we are all about and who we are. What is interesting about these two agendas is this, that ultimately it's about a word we don't talk about much. It's, it's about what we talked about with Jeff Deal. He hit on this point. It's ultimately about who do you worship? Who do you worship? Who is it that you worship and what is it that you believe about God? What we worship determines our agenda. If I'm worshiping this life, listen, this world, my agenda reflects what satisfies me in this life. If, I, if, I, if I'm all about worshiping this life or Satan, I find myself appealing to my own flesh. It's all about me in my life. If I worship the life to come, my agenda reflects what will satisfy me in eternity. This is the battle that rages, and this is what we're going to talk about here today. It's that simple. What life do you live for? What agenda is on your mind? What are you trying to accomplish? You see, there are two things that we need to know about Satan's agenda and God's agenda. Two things. First thing we need to know about it, each agenda is reflected in our lives and is played out in history. I want you to understand that. These agendas as a whole, there's a portion of them that is called open, an open agenda. In other words, it's something that we openly play out every single day, you and I. People see it, they witness it. There is no mystery. Listen, there is no mystery in how you live your life, just so you know. No, you're not fooling anybody. If I was to walk into your office or walk into your home and talk to your children and say, hey, who, does, who do your parents love or who does this person love? Show me what they do, what they act. They'll tell me right off the bat, well, they say they're believers, but they do this, 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 this. They say, but they do whatever they want to do. This idea, this thought is reflected in our lives. It's called the open agenda. It's something we need to know before we ever talk about the secret agenda, the secret idea of what God is doing in our lives. Satan's agenda is this, is to convince the world to reject the truth of God. Do you realize this? Do you realize this? You say, yes, of course I realize this. Pastor Hoffman, that seems so simple. Of course, I know Satan's agenda. His agenda is destroy, is to convince the world. He did it from the very beginning. But how does he do this? What is this agenda all about? How does, how does Satan do this? Do you ever wonder that? He, he deceives us, but here it is. He casts doubt on this book, the word of God. God. Satan's agenda is to make the world believe that God does not exist or he doesn't measure up. 
He's not the real God. He's not the, he's not the top of the food chain. He can be defeated. He's been doing it from the beginning. He makes this statement, did God say? I want you to think about these words. Did God say, Genesis 3.1, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Did God actually say? How many times have you heard that recently in this culture? Does the Bible actually say that homosexuality is wrong? Did God say you shouldn't dress like a man or woman if you're a man or a man if you're a woman? Did God really say you shouldn't have sex before you're married? Did God say divorce is okay is not okay? Did God say, is, is that not what the world is doing to us? I mean, think about it truthfully. Did God say? It hasn't gone away. Did God say? Every sitcom, every media outlet you watch, that's exactly what's being told to you and you don't even know it. Did God say this? Oh, this is funny. Oh, oh this is loving. Oh, this is accepting. Did God say? He appeals to us by this question of doubt. Not only that, he appeals to our spirit of FOMO, the fear of missing out. I mean, the truth is this. We've got to do that, what we see on television. We've got to do what our friends are experiencing. I mean, we, we could miss out. Maybe we should do some missing out. I mean, the reality is this. I think we could miss out on a few less affairs, a few less, uh, a few, a few less pornography sites, uh, a few less corruptions, a few less liars and cheaters and stealers. I think we could just miss out on some of that stuff. We can have a few less drinks and stop being foolish and, and drinking yourselves into the world. It's, uh, I think we could miss out. This is what God appeals, says, uh, Satan appeals to us on, this fear of missing out. Genesis, he goes on to say this in Genesis 3, 4, but the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. You're not, hey, you're, you're gonna miss out. Hey, you're gonna miss out. If you don't, if you don't eat this fruit, you're gonna miss out. You don't wanna miss out. Come with us, hang out with us. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan's agenda is to appeal to our pride, our sense of identity. He appeals to our lust of our flesh, our pursuit of pleasure. I mean, he appeals to the lust of the eyes, our desire to have more. I mean, we just start talking about what Satan's agenda is and we all get excited. I mean, yes, I want all that. Don't lie. You're thinking Satan's got the easy side. Why couldn't that be God's desires? It's very interesting that we think like that. These three things God created in us to have satisfied in him though, and not by the world. Not by everything counterfeit to him. This agenda that God has called us to includes all of those things and yet done in his perspective. Rolling Stones, I'm sure a few of you have heard about them. They released a song in 1966 called this, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. How many of you guys know that song? Don't raise your hands. Actually, everybody. Here. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction. What the heck is he talking about? Guy's a millionaire, he gets to do whatever he wants to do, right? When asked why Mick Jagger was part of writing the song and sang the song, he said this, I was disgusted with all the garbage that was being sold on the radio and television that never satisfied. Hmm, interesting. He found 
possessions didn't satisfy. Sex didn't satisfy. Drug, alcohol didn't satisfy. He was searching for satisfaction. Unfortunately, I believe he still hasn't found it today. Because there is no satisfaction in the lie, in the agenda of what Satan is selling. This satisfaction that we're looking for can only come from Christ. And just like in the garden, Satan's agenda has never changed, guys. It's never changed. He appeals to our identity and sells us a counterfeit. He appeals to our lust and sells us emptiness. He appeals to our desire and sells us unsatisfaction. I mean, let's just sing about unsatisfaction. That's what we should be singing about. That's what the world should say. I'm so unsatisfied and there's no hope for me. Yay! Because that's what they're selling. That's their agenda. There is no answer. You cannot print enough money to be satisfied. It don't work that way. But yet we find ourselves here. Satan's tool, again, did God say? Did God say his word is truth? Did God say the earth was created in six days? Did God say the worldwide flood destroyed all of mankind? Oh, certainly it didn't happen. Did God say the climate was controlled by him? That's hilarious. All these guys trying to save the planet. I just want you to know the Bible is very clear. Uh, God's in charge of the planet. He created it. He's going to end it one day. End of the story. Our job, listen, our job is not to destroy it and abuse it and take advantage of it and blow it up. No, 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 that's not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying God's not worried about what you can do to the planet. He can take care of you. He can take care of it. Oh, by the way, he has been and he will be because he created it that way. This is the truth. But we find ourselves questioning, did God really say that? I think I should step in and intervene for God because he's not doing a very good job. Hmm. Listen, did God say not to have sex before marriage? Did God say not to lust after a woman in your heart? Did God say one man, one woman for a lifetime? Did God say these things? He made them man and woman, not binary. The other day I filled something out. There was binary on the list. I'm like, is there like aliens here? <laughs> I, I'm confused. I, I, I could, I, I, I still, I'm like, the point is that the idiot that built the website put it on there. <laughs> I, I was speechless. Uh, we are male and female. And I don't know what else binary is. I was trying to figure it out. When you, let, when you figure it out, let me know. I do not know what that is. Hmm. Did God say, love me more than any other thing? Did God say, love me any more than any other thing? Did God say, take up your cross? Did God say the road is narrow? Fellow friend, fellow Christian, did God say the road was narrow? Did God say? Satan's agenda is simple. It's effective. Question God's truth, God's heart, and question God's agenda and challenge you to believe that it's not true and that there's no hope in him. You see, the truth is this, the world is blind. And as though as Christians, we may think in our minds, hey, that binary statement is silliness, stupidity. The truth is this, the people that are in the world are lost. They don't know the difference. 
they don't know God. And our concern shouldn't be one of mocking necessarily. Our concern should be this. We should love that person and ask ourselves the question, who's been lying to them? And where have the Christians been? Why aren't we in the school systems? Why is our public school system just the most corrupt, disgusting founder of lies, contrary to the word of God over the last few years, 30 years, 40 years, it's just gotten worse and worse. Our job is not to hate the world. Our job is to love the world. Our job is to understand that Satan's job is to destroy and question God's truth, his heart and his agenda. Our, our job is completely different. As Christians, our job is completely different. And yet, unfortunately, we find ourselves acting out Satan's agenda. Sometimes we even unknowingly doubt, lack faith, and I deny Christ with our words and our actions, church. That's why this sermon series on hidden agendas is so important because the hidden agenda of God motivates and inspires us to live an open agenda for God. It's so incredibly important. So what's God's agenda? We all know God's agenda. If you're here in the house today and you don't know God's agenda, we're just going to cover it. What is God's agenda? God's agenda is for man to be in the, and from the beginning was to be in a relationship with him. Do you realize that? The creator of the universe's job, the reason he created you, the very existence of us is about a relationship. We were created for his good pleasure and his enjoyment. We were created in his very image. In other words, we human beings were created in the image of God, not the animals. No, 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 not Thor and the gods out there in space that don't exist and some, only in somebody's mind. No, no, you and I, we were created in this image. We were created to love him freely. We were created to be in a relationship with him, with power. We were created to be, bring honor to him with our time, talent, and our treasure. We were created to re represent him. We were created to rest in him. We were created as sinless, listen to this, as sinless perfection as God's desire is for us to see and live a sinless life. We were created to tell others about him. See, God's agenda is about being the best version of yourself. Don't you love this? God's agenda is about knowing who you are. So the creator creates you and then he tells you, this is the manual. This is the life that you live so that you can be the best version of you. This is why you were designed. This will bring you the most joy, hope, fulfillment, purpose, meaning this is the best plan. This is the plan. And what do we do? We screw it up because we say, did God really say, hmm, did God really mean that? Was he serious? How does he accomplish this agenda? How does he do this in your life and my life? Well, let me tell you something. He pursues us. He pursues us through his saints and his spirit. I want you to grasp that. How does God accomplish his agenda? Through believers like you and through his spirit who is in you. That is his agenda. He loves us. Through his sacrifice, this is how he accomplishes his agenda. He redeems us by his blood. He forgives us through his payment of our sin. He restores us through his resurrection. And he adopts us back as sons when we have screwed up. Wow. And we, got to be, we get to be sons of the most high. We got to be heirs of the king. We, we got to be on the winner's side. Note this. 
God's open agenda is motivated by his love for us and his desire to be reconciled to him. In other words, his agenda is all about us being reconciled to him in a relationship with him where he is glorified as king. This is what his agenda is all about. But what is Satan's agenda? It's motivated by his hatred for God and his love for himself. His hatred for God and his love for himself. He was condemned. And of course, that brings us to the second thing we need to know about these two agendas. Not only is there an open agenda that Satan has, and God has an open agenda, which is to get all people reconciled to himself through the believers and his spirit moving around the, the world. It's our part to be part of that. But what is this secret agenda conversation that we're talking about? What is this hidden agenda? There are two hidden agendas. There is Satan's and there is God's, but what is Satan's hidden agenda? It's much more cynical than just getting you and I to reject God because he hates God and loves himself. It's, it's much more diabolical than that. And that's what, guys, the world doesn't understand. And that's why it's so important for us as believers to take this seriously. The secret agenda of Satan is much more diabolical than just this idea of rejecting. Because everybody thinks, well, I can reject God and all good people go to heaven and we'll all be good. That's what they believe. They're hidden. They're, lie, they're lied to. You see, his, his desire is to destroy the very essence of your life in this life and the life to come. Let me say that again. His hidden agenda is to destroy everything that you value. Everything that you hold dear, his desire is to destroy you in this life and in the life to come. This is his agenda. He wants you to not, let me repeat, not be reconciled to God. His desire is for you not to receive the love of God. His desire is to do all that he can, if you're a believer, to get you to not tell the world about God. This is his secret agenda. He is all over this. If he is successful, he wins in his mind, even though we know he loses. In his, in his mind, he knows he's already lost, and yet he will take down everybody he can. How does he hide his agenda? Do you ever wonder that? How does Satan hide his agenda? Now, you might say, he doesn't. It's just right here in the Bible, right? Right? This is what we say. Oh, no, God, Satan doesn't have a hidden agenda. Oh, really? Then why is it that he tells the world, your sin is harmless. Everyone's doing it. Why does he tell you that? Why do you believe that? Why do I believe that? Hey, this is just a small sin. It won't affect me. We believe this lie. It's okay to have sex before marriage. It's okay to watch porn. It's okay to drink like the world. It's okay to cheat on your boss. I mean, you deserve more money. It's worth it. It's okay to take what's yours, what's not yours. You deserve it. He tells us to celebrate the, def the defiance of the moral fabric of this earth. I'm so sick of seeing this. Let's celebrate sin. Yay. It's all going to work out great. Foolishness. What does he do? Satan doesn't settle with just convincing the non-religious, though. He also convinces the spiritually minded. I want you to grasp this, church. This is where the church finds itself. The American church, the one that's just got so much filth and garbage in it from the society and the culture of the media. I mean, we just look at how they have permeated every part of our lives. How does he do it? What does he do? 
He convinces his people everywhere. Hey, pastors, you hear it all the time. There's a pastor out right now saying, God's plan is that everyone goes to heaven, so you're all good. You're all good. I mean, you're God's children. Whether you're a sinner or not, you all get to go to heaven. Do you act like that? Do you believe that? He gets his people to believe they're all going to heaven because they're good people, right? I mean, you're a good person, right? All the good people should stand up. Please don't. Don't do that. I better sit down. We're not good. Every time somebody says people are generally good, I just like, what planet do you live on? You liar. I mean, just filthy, disgusting liars. People are not good. We are sinful beings. This is what we do. We get people to follow the most ridiculous religious ideas. Have you seen some of the religious ideas out there? They're crazy talk. Craziness. I mean, we believe cows are our ancestors. The sun is the source of truth. Nirvana is all we should strive for. We'll all be good. I don't know where they live, what planet they're on, but they're on a different planet. Karma. It'll all work out. Oh, Mother Earth makes us one. We have a crazier one. Hey, if you kill your enemy, you get 70 virgins when you get to heaven. What happens when you run out of the 70? You get 70 more? I mean, the stupidity of the religious foolishness that Satan convinces us about. He tries to tell the world that wants to be spiritual, that knows there's a God, and then lies to him about it. What is truth? He gets people to believe that God would never Listen, God would never expect somebody to repent and turn from their sin. Oh, no, God is loving. He will never judge you. He understands your sin. Repentance, unnecessary. He gets people to believe that everyone will get to heaven. We're all God's children. He gets people to believe that church on Sunday is good enough. You don't have to really live what you believe. Those crazy fundamentalists do that. I was redefined the other day, right before my very eyes. I didn't realize that. What I was, I'm a radical right-wing fundamentalist crazy person. I, and I thought, when I was hearing that, I thought this statement, I thought that was normal. I, I thought that was what normal people believed and then crazy people believed, but I was, I was, I was mistaken. I was mistaken. This is what's happening. This is what Satan gets the world to believe. Hmm. He gets people to believe that you can serve other idols as long as you just do just enough good. Oh, you can worship your money and you can worship your children and you can worship your career. If you just squeeze a little bit of God in, you're all right. You're going to get a gold star when you get to heaven. Now, that's, that's not the truth at all. We must remember that Satan's hidden agenda is to destroy you. To destroy you and your eternity. And if he can get Christians to believe this garbage, his goal is to make sure you don't tell anybody the truth. And so that their lives will be destroyed and that their eternity will be destroyed. Church, our job as believers is to not, is to not fit into this agenda this secret agenda that we do without even knowing. Why? Because we don't share our faith. Let's just face it. 
We buy into Satan's lie every single day when we fail to share the gospel with just one person. When we fail to invest our, our hope and love into just one person. I was talking to one of the missionaries. We had a fusion and he made a great point. He said, listen, I believe this theory and I think I'm going to start figuring out how to promote this in the church. He just said this. He said, who's your one? Who's your one? I said, what do you mean? Who's your one? He says, who's the one guy you are investing in to transform his life with the gospel or to make it a fully devoted follower of Christ? So I ask you this question, who's your one? Who's your one? Who is the one person by name that you are investing in to share the gospel specifically to or to make a fully devoted follower of Christ? I'm afraid our church is full of people that are calling themselves Christians who profess faith, who don't have a one, who've never had a one, who don't understand the value of a one. And yet Christ has called us to this agenda. I want you to remember something about Satan. It's very sobering. Satan has no soul. He has not been created in the image of God. Satan has already been cast from heaven and has no way back to God. Satan did not sacrifice himself. God did not sacrifice himself to give Satan an opportunity to repent. Satan clearly and simply wants revenge. He lives in another dimension. He is a spirit being. He will live forever and he will be punished one day for what he has been doing and has done. My question for you is this, why are you playing on his team? Why do we find ourselves playing on his team? So then the ultimate question is this, what is God's hidden agenda? What is it that God wants us to be? What is his secret agenda? What is he doing behind the scenes? What do we know about it? What is this agenda? What is this secret power that you and I possess that we need to know about, that we need to engage in so that we can have the fullest part of who we are when we're out fighting the enemy, when we're out representing our God? Guess what? That's what this series is going to be all about. This is what we're going to learn. This is what we're going to know. It's called the secret sauce, the part that every Christian forgets and doesn't understand and misses out on and walks through life without power. But today, hmm, today before we leave, I want to ask you the question, what agenda are you living? Before we get into the idea of what the secret sauce, what secret agenda God is up to, I want to ask you the question, are you living an agenda that reflects Christ or an agenda that reflects the enemy? Are you worshiping sin, yourself, or the Savior? Men, what motivates you? What is your agenda? Are you about power, pride, possessions, and lust? Or are you about eternal purpose? Is this what your heart is about? Ladies, are you about self-pity, self-love, self-importance, self-indulgence, self-image, self-righteousness? Or are you about self-sacrifice? It's a question of your heart. It's a question of your heart. You see, the hidden agenda of God, and we're going to get into this, is about who you really are. It's about your heart. Not what you play not what you think, not what your intentions are, not just some part of something that may or may not 
be good. No, it's about your heart. So today, as we get ready to dive into these hidden agendas, these things that God say that should be secretly done as a believer, I want you to ask yourself the question, is my heart dedicated to God's agenda? Am I in the very core of who I am committed to what God is committed to? Or do I find myself deceived, tricked, even questioning, did God really say that? Did did God really, really mean that when he said that? If that's you here today, I pray that you would repent, that you would turn from that mindset of deception by the, by the enemy, the, the wicked one, and transform your life. Think about life differently.